Welcome back to Running for Donuts. On this week's episode, we are recapping all things Yorkshire Marathon. Ran it last weekend, fresh in the brain. We are recapping the weekend, the day, how the race went, all things to do with it. So please keep listening and enjoy. So to begin with, I'm just going to do a recap of how my week's been. It's been hectic. There wasn't an episode yesterday. I apologise, but life has been kind of hectic. I started my first primary placement on Monday. So this week has been basically working a full-time job Monday to Friday. And obviously, as this episode is all about, I ran the Yorkshire Marathon last Sunday. So I got the train back from York to Newcastle in a night. And then in the morning, I was on placement, tired and in pain. But I've done it and I've coped and I'm, you know, I'm surviving. I'm surviving slowly. It's very busy and my life seems very busy and I've had not much social interaction, but it's it's going well. I mean, it's been really rewarding to do a primary education placement. I'm currently in a nursery in Newcastle and it's incredible. And obviously I can't disclose anything because it's my university course, but I'm enjoying it. And it's been nice to take a week out of running. I've just started going back to some spin classes to kind of get my body moving again. But for the first time in a long time, I've properly taken a very long, well-deserved break, I think. And obviously, I've got brighter than Manchester marathons to be training for next year. So I'm having to slowly start getting back into it. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the rest right now and going to start obviously getting back into it probably next week or the week after properly. So I'm very excited to get back into that routine and just having that running sanity for my mental health back. So now finally getting into what everyone's actually here for is the Yorkshire Marathon rundown. And I'm not going to go straight into the race. I'm going to talk about the week. I'm going to do this properly. I'm going to try and just, you know, talk about a lot. So Last Friday, I, Friday, whatever day it was, let me actually see what day it was. It was Friday the 13th. Oh, of course it was. Absolutely, of course it was. I find it lucky. Sorry, everyone who doesn't. But last Friday, I finished my first university assignment and then I hopped on a train down to Northallerton to be picked up by Oliver. And if we don't know who Oliver is, Oliver is my boyfriend and he picks me up. He passed his driving test, well done him, (laughs) at the age of 22. um, He passed his driving, so he picked me up and, you know, we headed to his house where we were greeted by so much food, like food. His mum is an incredible chef and she had made chocolate cake and chocolate biscuit cake, which is like a tiffin thing of chocolate and biscuits and goodness and it's one of the greatest things you will ever eat and... Then she made crumble and we had cheese souffle and their house is just glorious. It was like the most dream spread of food you could have basically carb loading for a marathon in the best way possible. So went down there and basically just had the chillest day ever, you know, played with his dog, watched some sport, had just a lovely day. And I did go on a very long walk in the morning. I didn't go for a run. I went on my final run this time on the Thursday before the marathon on the Sunday, which I've never done. 
Usually I would do the shakeout run the day before, but I didn't. So there was a lot of walking, but not much running. So managed to get really good night's sleep. Um, if you're in a long distance relationship, I think you know that when you see your partner, the sleep is good. It's like a nice comfort sleep. So managed to get some good sleep. And then on the Saturday, we, you know, running the Yorkshire Marathon tradition, go around Yorkshire. So we went to Harrogate and had the most wonderful day. And as I mentioned, Ollie's just passed his driving test. So we could actually go places, which was really quite nice. Sorry, Ollie, for calling you out. But we went to Harrogate and we had a really nice wander. Treated myself to a Joe Malone perfume because, you know, pre-marathon treat. And we got a pizza. That's now became, after running London and running Yorkshire, I'm very, what's the word I'm looking for? I need to stick to my routine. I have my thing now. I know what I need to do before and after. I'm quite, I need to be consistent with it. So I had a pizza, a little one, not a massive one, but I had a pizza for lunch and it was glorious. Stuck with the same cereal, which was my Weetabix. Had a pizza for lunch. Went round Harrogate. It was absolutely gorgeous. I don't think we could have been luckier with the weather that weekend. It was chilly, but you know, there was no rain not much clouds in the sky so it was it was really quite good it was chilly but good after heading around we got a cupcake at this most beautiful autumn shop ever go and see my instagrams and tiktoks it's it was beautiful and it was the most incredible cupcake i've ever had in my life and i'm not a big cupcake fan i'm a donut fan this podcast is called running for donuts for a reason And then we went for a walk. I asked Ollie if we could go on a walk. So we headed to, I think it's called Fountains Abbey in Studley Royal. It's a National Trust place. It's gorgeous. So we went for a really lovely long walk around there. It's a deer park. It's, if anybody knows me, I like a walk. I like a countryside walk. I like a National Trust park. I like just being with nature. And getting a big walk in before a marathon, even though you're meant to rest your legs, I like going for still 10,000 steps. So we managed to do that. Got some bagels on the way because again, I have need to be consistent with my routine and I forgot bagels. So nip to MS to get some bagels pre-marathon. And then we headed to the pub because we were meeting his friends for the first half of the World Cup rugby. So we sat in the pub for a bit, had some socialisation and some, you know, good lucks and hope it goes well. And then headed back to Ollie's, had pasta. Again, consistent with the routines, I need to have pasta. So had pasta, was wonderful, cooked by Sophie. Thank you very much. Had some apple crumble and headed for a semi-early night to try and get as much rest for the Sunday. So Sunday morning comes about and kind of shitting myself, to be honest. I think I've never really spoken about my London Marathon experience, but I got very ill the day before London. I'm not going to go into detail. I might in, you know, episodes to come, but I got very ill and long story short, basically did the London Marathon on no food. I was 
coming up all ends, let's just say that. So waking up and actually being well was very, very, very lucky. So we woke up at six, had my Weetabix and banana and a pan of chocolat. I know you're not meant to change anything, but I couldn't resist a pastry. Um, and then we headed to York and it was fucking freezing. I'm not meant to swear on this. We're trying to keep this PG, but it was absolutely freezing. I think it was the first day of it properly feeling really cold. And I hadn't really prepared for the weather. I was running in leggings on a short sleeve top. I chucked on Ollie's massive jumper and my coat to head to York. So we got in the car, headed to York. I had my bag packed with all my kind of food to have because obviously we were setting off much earlier than the race was starting. So we drove to York, get to York station, and then we get the bus to the university campus where the race again begins, all good had two bagels on that bus, a bit of Lucas aid, and I was ready to go. We get to the event village and we sit and we kind of, you know, assemble, put the running vest on, fill up the bottles with the Lucas aid, have a bit more of a nibble off a bagel. All of that calmed the pre-nerves. I think Ollie's very good at that now. He's been to all but one race of mine. All but one? All but two. Um, so he knows how to calm me. We walk to the start line. He leaves me to go down to York Minister. And I'm on the start line and I'm with the 4.30, 4.15 paces. All is well. Do the mass warm up. And if you are ever going to a race, my biggest kind of maybe piece of advice or something that I advise you do is go to the mass warm-ups, try and be at the start for them. I know they may not do anything, but you know you want to do your own stretches and you don't necessarily want to follow a big warm-up, but being there for the atmosphere and talking to the people around you during this warm-up is the, one of the nicest feelings you could ever experience. And all the people are there for the same reason. You know, you're running a marathon, you've all trained for this, it's just, it's just a good time. So I would advise if you're ever doing a marathon or a 5k or a 10k or a half, go to the mass warm up. It really puts you in the right mindset for the race. So the time gun goes off and the race has started. I passed the line, I think seven minutes after half nine and it was freezing. I don't think I've ever been so cold in my life. Ollie was at three miles, three miles, six-ish K in. So I knew I had him at the York Minister area and he had texted me where he was. So I was just kind of keeping my head up. I was still just wearing the short sleeve top. It was sunny, but I looked down at my hands and they were very, very cold. Like I was, it was very, very hard to warm up at the beginning. Get to 5k, 6k, and I see Ollie, give him a high five, keep running past. I'm just like, right, we're gonna get this. Gonna get the time I want. It's gonna be good. Sticking with the 415 paces all the way around, and I get to 10k. And this is really a recap. I'm not a 
tell-all person, but we're really going to tell-all on this podcast. We're going to be real. You need to know the truth about runners and events. So, get to 10k, and I'm like, I really need to go to the toilet. I really need to go to the toilet. This has never happened before, and I really thought this was it. This is the race I was going to shit myself. This was, this was the day. Something has to go wrong. Get to the toilet at around 12k. I was fine. I was fine afterwards. Literally took two minutes. All fine. Caught up with the 4.15 paces. And I was... I was good. I was feeling good. About 15k in. 15k in? Wanna say halfway? Yeah, no. I'm gonna go halfway. Halfway was feeling really good. Got it in about two hours seven, I think. Two hours seven? Just a bit after. Just a bit after two hours. And... All was looking very, very well. Along the track, his name was Dave, who was our pacer. He was lovely. You know, we had Sweet Caroline on and we were all singing and Bruce Springsteen born to run, which will always make me think of my brother. So that was a lovely reminder. And I was having texts from Molly and my mum and all my friends around the track, which kept me going. If you have an Apple Watch or a Garmin, having the messages pop up is it's a lifesaver. And especially if you've done the Yorkshire Marathon, the route is, it is very countryside. So there isn't much support like London. It was, it was a very different experience. And I knew it was going to be like that. I knew the crowds weren't necessarily going to carry you on this one. It was very much a mental game for myself, but I was powering through. I was doing well. I felt very confident and good and then we get to 25k 25k to 27k I hear my toe crunch and I thought I broke my toe I thought my toe had broke and I was kind of hobbling for a bit I started walking and it was really annoying because I was I felt fine I didn't feel in pain I had no leg pain, foot pain, blisters, nothing. But my toe just, I didn't trip or anything, my toe just went. And I had to take my shoe off and kind of click it back into place and it was all fine. But the rest of the race was very, very difficult to complete. It did consist of a lot of walking and running and walking and running. And I chatted to this guy. I don't know his name. I don't know who you were, but This guy has run 57 marathons and he's done 10 ultras. And I want to say he was maybe 50 and he was probably the fittest looking muscular man I have ever seen. And I ended up talking to him and I think the 445 paces had just passed us at this moment. And he had said he ran Boston last year on a time qualifier and he's done marathons in sub three and he said this was out of all the runs and ultras he has done this is the hardest marathon he has ever done and I think the truth behind that is the Yorkshire marathon course is very difficult you go back on yourself twice the first time you do it there is so much support and it's maybe three kilometers overall 1.5 one way 1.5 the other but the other way is a good, good 7K. 
And when you're running a marathon, that 7K drags on. And getting yourself over that was... It was really hard. I don't... It was the same as the Edinburgh half. You go back on yourself and seeing runners running past you on the other side of the road if that makes any sense I hope it does it's it's horrid seeing the 19 mile sign when you're only at 16 miles on one side you really think to yourself oh no like how am I going to do this this is going to be the longest road of my life and it was dreadful you saw people struggling on either end and then as soon as you're past kind of the going back on yourself section It is country roads until you get to the finish line. So, you know, I'm I'm making my way and I'm hobbling and I get to the final, I think, kilometre and I meet Batman and Robin. They got me round the course, if I'm honest. So thank you very much, whoever you were dressed up as that. And the guy had run Yorkshire before and he just said to Robin, he was like, are you ready for the final incline? And I just go to him. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, there's an incline. And then you get to the finish. And I was just a bit like, who puts an incline at the end of a marathon? That's just not, that's not on. So, you know, you turn the corner off this hill and you see this hill and it's like, oh my God, this couldn't be worse. Get to the top of it. And I just, I sprint for the end. Absolutely sprint. And I got five hours, seven. Am I happy with that? Not really. I was aiming for a 4.15. Due to the toe and due to the hobbling. I'm just going to have to work on it. I've got three marathons planned next year and I know I'm going to get better. So it's just, it's looking up for now. And I think it's just a reminder that every race isn't going to go your way. You never know what's going to happen. And that's the reality of it. You never know. I, I've i never gone to the toilet on a run. I've never needed to pee or anything. I'm quite good at holding it in. So that was a first for me. Having a toe problem I've never had in almost four years of running. It's just a reminder that every like it's not going to go your way every single time. And that's fine. Just the next race, you have to go out there and fight for what you want. You have to go in just do your best every single time there's other races some courses are really difficult some courses are more easy it's just to anyone listening to this who's running a marathon training for a race training for a triathlon anything if it doesn't go your way this time it will go your way next time and that's fine but it was a lovely day the weather did end up warming up I don't know whether that was because I was running a marathon or because the weather actually got nicer. But got to the end, the weather was lovely, the sun was shining. Met Ollie at the end, who had brought me a white chocolate Twix brownie from this bakery in York called The Bakehouse. If you're in York, please go and try it. It is, it's wonderful. It's really good. We've gone there twice now. So I had that at the finish to look forward to. I had changed my clothes into my Canterbury's and massive jumper back on and we headed back into York and we went to Pizza Express where I devoured a calzone filled with vegetables and it was spicy and it was wonderful and a chocolate fudge cake and then headed back on the train to Thirsk where we got picked up, got my stuff, 
headed to North Allerton where his mum got me chocolate biscuit cake. And then I headed on the train back to Newcastle. And that was the marathon weekend. There was nothing revolutionary. There was nothing that went drastically wrong. There was nothing that went drastically right. To me, that was just another race. It's another marathon. I got the distance in. I've learned things. To me, going forward, every race to me is a learning curve. Every race is going to teach me something different about my body or about my nutrition, how well I'm eating. And that's okay. I'm dealing with that slowly. And... If you want any more advice on marathons or to speak to someone, I'm not a fast runner. I'm not the best. I'm just, I do it for me. So if anybody ever wants to talk about running or advice, please message me on Instagram or TikTok. They are, as always, linked in the bio below. And I'm sorry this is a short episode. You know, I'm having to manage my time and as I said, this marathon wasn't a revolutionary one. Hopefully next year's podcast episodes when I run Brighton and Manchester, hopefully those recap episodes are an hour long and hopefully, you know, there's, I got this time and it was absolutely incredible, but it's... It is what it is. So this episode is short and I apologise. But as always, I'm going to end with a quote. So this week's quote is, No marathon gets easier later. The halfway point point only marks the end of the beginning. That's my reminder for everyone. If you are running a race soon, if you're running New York, any half, I wish you the best of luck. This has been Running for Donuts. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Please leave a like or a follow. Share the podcast. Follow the social medias. Spread the word. I love you lots and I hope to see you on the next episode.